It's the supernatural hour. Hello, everyone. This is Bishop E.O. Ansa, General Overseer, Kingdom Life Ministry. This is your hour of healing, deliverance, restoration, and breakthrough. Remember, no problem is too large for God's intervention, and no person is too small for God's attention. Today, we are going to examine a subject matter which I have captioned, Understanding God's Throne of Grace. It is possible to be so familiar with Bible terminologies and jargons that you fail to dig deeper into the true meaning of what God wants us to know. Who has changed my story? Who has given me a song? Turned my morning into dancing. Greater depths of understanding or deep understanding of a subject will introduce you to a deep level of confidence in God. Revelation will empower you. Revelation will make you strong. Revelation will give you absolute confidence in approaching God. And revelation will cause you to execute the mandate and the purpose of God in this life. ready with your notepads and with your pens, your digital devices with which to make notes. And if your memory serves you right, God richly bless you. But by all means, you must catch as much as possible the subject understanding God's throne of grace. Hallelujah. There is something called God's throne of grace. Indeed. Now let's read from the book of Hebrews chapter 4, 14 to 16 verses. We want to see what the passage of this very Bible scripture is showing us. I read. Go ahead. Seeing them that we have a great high priest. Saying then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. Let us hold fast unto our confession, unto what we believe. Let's hold fast unto that. For we do not have a high priest. Who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses? For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. But was in all points tempted. But we have one who was in all points tempted as we are. Yet without sin. Yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Let us therefore come boldly before his throne of grace. That we we may obtain mercy and find grace. 
to help in time of need. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. What a scripture. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Now, here is good news. Why? Because heaven acknowledges that we can go through weaknesses. Hallelujah. And that is very heavy because it, it makes what we said yesterday so true that in fact, in the midst of truth that we need to walk in, grace cushions us when we fall. Amen. Grace cushions us when we slip. Amen. And we do not frustrate the grace of God or take grace for granted and remain in our weaknesses. We don't do that. Why? Because we know that weaknesses will limit our earthly assignment. Mm. For that matter, we employ the same grace that cushions us to be strong in enough to overcome the very hidden or stumbling block or the sin that so easily entangles us by the grace of God as we intercede, as we pray before God, as we believe him, there comes a time God strengthens us. Hallelujah. With determination we overcome those stumbling blocks and I like the very verse of scripture that says sin will not have dominion over us because we are not under law and but we are what under grace. grace. Hallelujah. Amen. So grace empowers us, strengthens us to overcome all the vicissitudes of life as long as we remain before his presence. This is good news. What a wonderful God we serve. Hallelujah. So we have a high priest called Jesus who is able to sympathize with our weaknesses. So don't run away. Don't retreat. Don't hide. Come before the throne room of God to receive grace and mercy to help you in time of our need. Now, this very statement weakens all the legalistic approach towards Christianity, Mm -hmm. that our Father is forbearing, Mm -hmm. that our Father is accommodating, Mm -hmm. that our Father, through salvation of Jesus Christ will now make sure that you are established and he's inviting us come before my throne room my throne of grace to receive grace and mercy to help you no believer has an excuse you need to locate yourself with confidence before God's throne of grace but now the good question is this where is God's throne of grace? Amen. Where is God's throne of grace? In fact, you and I know that God lives in heaven. His spirit is at work on earth. 
but he himself lives in heaven. How do we know Jesus prayed, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come. So God is in heaven. And once God is in heaven, we know that he is there as the king of the universe, the creator of the entire universe, and he has a throne. The throne of God is in the heavenly places. And Apostle John in Revelation chapter 4 said he saw God sitting on his throne. Pastor Asante looked for Revelation chapter 4. Try the verse of 2 or from verse 1. Let's read till we locate God's throne of grace. Hallelujah. Amen. Revelation chapter 4 from verse 1. After these things I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven. Hallelujah. So Apostle John is caught up in the spirit and he finds himself in the heavenly sphere, third heavens where God is. And when he went, let's hear what he saw. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying, Come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. Go ahead. Immediately I was in the spirit and behold, a throne set in heaven. Did you read throne? Yes, a throne. A throne set in heaven. And one sat on the throne. And one sat on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. Physically, spiritually, he was caught up. But in the heavenly spheres, he sees God like what? A sadios and a jasper stone. Oh my God. The glory of God sitting on the throne. Go ahead. And there was a rainbow around the throne. And there was a rainbow around the throne. In appearance like an emerald. In appearance like an emerald. That precious stone called emerald. Emerald. Go ahead. Around the throne were four, what, 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting clothed in white robes. And they had crowns and gold of gold on their heads. So now, I'm so excited because the throne of God is seated. So John was caught up into God's throne room. Hallelujah. And stood in the presence of God and saw the, the kind of cherubim that had kind of strange features and saw 24 elders. It means this God that we said is a very physical God. Hallelujah. Amen. But we get confused about what Jesus said in John chapter 4 that God is spirit Mm. and those that worship him must worship him in spirit Mm. and in truth Mm. and we make mistakes because we think that God is like vapor. Mm. God is invisible. Mm. God actually cannot be seen Mm. with the physical eye. Mm. Yes, only on this earth, God God cannot be seen. Hallelujah. Amen. But in heaven, God can be seen. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Amen. We need to understand that Jesus was talking about the invisible God on planet Earth mm. that no eye can see him because here is not his dwelling place. Mm. He operates on earth by his spirit. But when you go to heaven, you are going to meet God. Mm. And I'm going to open a few scriptures to show this because there are Bible scholars listening to me. There are many believers who traditionally are convinced that God is spirit, cannot be seen. God does not come as a physical entity. That God is like vapor or smoke. That God cannot be touched. That God doesn't have a throne because he is spirit. And what spirit sits down? Are you here with me? But now we are convinced by what Apostle John saw that once there is a physical throne, then there must be a physical being. Hallelujah. So let's see something. Now in Isaiah chapter 6, the verse of 1, we see Isaiah saying, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Hallelujah. I saw the Lord. And how did he see the Lord? I saw the Lord sitting on his throne saw the Lord sitting on his throne and the train of his robe filled the temple. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, in 2 Corinthians Chronicles, sorry, 2 Chronicles chapter 18, the verse of 18, prophet Micaiah, when he was called before Ahab to actually consult God. Now, here is what he saw. Second Chronicles chapter 18, the verse of 18, he said, I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and with the host of angels to his left and to his right. Have you seen that one? Let it flow. Then Micaiah said. Then Micaiah said. Therefore hear the word of the Lord. Therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. And all the host of heaven standing on his right hand on his left. And all the host of heaven standing on his right hand and on his left. That was a prophetic vision of the abode of God. And he saw God's throne room and God was sitting on his throne. But here is what nails it all together. Now I know this subject is very sensitive because some believers have born in their hearts and in their minds that God is spirit and they don't know that God is only spirit here on earth. Hallelujah. But in heaven, he is represented as a personality. Hallelujah. A physical entity filled with glory. Hallelujah. Our eyes cannot behold God here because his dimensionality is so huge and wide. The bandwidth of God is such that our three dimensional space or world cannot contain him. So he has to be in heaven alone and we are going to see God's picture in the new Jerusalem the new Jerusalem that descended from heaven onto the new earth not the old earth where we are going to live forever with God and with Jesus we are going to see the true picture and apostle John the revelator said in revelation chapter 22 verses 3 and 4 that we shall see this God face to face. Amen. One word. And there shall be no more curse. 
mention the verse. Somebody is Re- here. Revelation chapter 22, uh-huh. verses 3 and 4. Go ahead. And there shall be no more curse. And there shall be no more curse. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. But the throne of God and the throne of the Lamb shall be in it. Where? The new Jerusalem. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We are marching on to Zion. Amen. The beautiful city of God. Amen. Go ahead. And his servants shall serve him. And his servants, you and I, we shall serve him. Yeah. For for they shall see his face. They shall see his face. And his name shall be on their forehead. And his name shall be on their foreheads. Clap for God Almighty. They shall see his face. Can you see the face of a spirit? No. Can a spirit entity manifest in a physical body? No. God is still on his throne as we speak as a physical entity and a physical personality with physical angels that can be touched. Heaven has mountains. Heaven has streets of gold as we speak right now. Heaven is functioning as physical as earth is functioning. But where heaven is, we cannot reach there. Hallelujah. There is no place as high as heaven. Hallelujah. So on earth, you can see God, but in heaven you can see God. Hallelujah. Oh my God, I feel so excited. I feel so excited. So God has a throne room and in the throne room, God is seated on his throne. Now I said all of these things because we have to explain why the Hebrew writer known and believed to be Apostle Paul is inviting us to come before his throne of grace with confidence. Hallelujah. Now I am on planet earth. How can I access heaven to be before God's throne room of grace? It is important I understand but here is the answer by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Throne room access is made possible by the blood of Jesus. It is one of those essential commodities that Jesus purchased for us on the cross. Hallelujah. That is why you must understand the temple veil was torn into two. So the temple veil was torn into two. That veil which was separating the holies from the holy of holies. Hallelujah. The holy of holies housed, it housed the mercy seat or the ark of the covenant. So the spirit of God was represented there and nobody could go there except once a year. The high priest of the time, say Aaron and his descendants who came into high priesthood would go there and there would even sacrifice a bull all for their own sins and then the sins of their family and now two goats will be issued and they will now sacrifice a goat and he will lay his hands on one and then they will leave that one to go into the wilderness. Now the whole summary of the story is that there is a whole 
holy of holies. That place we could not have had access to, but by the blood of Jesus, we now have access into the holy of holies. So what is represented on earth is also a picture of what is happening in heaven. Hallelujah. So if now the temple veil was torn into two and we can access the holy of holies, it implies that in heaven also we have access to God's throne room. Hallelujah. And we can go to God's throne of grace. And there with confidence because believers of today, 21st century believers, must not struggle with the reality of approaching God's throne of grace. We must understand that Jesus' blood has granted us access. Hallelujah. So the moment you lift your hands, you may be physically on earth, but spiritually you are standing before God's throne room. Hallelujah. And you are before God's throne of grace. I like the prophet Elijah very well. And ask me, Bishop, why do you like Elijah like that? In 1 Kings chapter 17, the verse of 1, Elijah stood before King Ahab. In fact, the Bible says, and Elijah the Tishbite from the inhabitants of Gilead addressed Ahab and said, as long as the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, hallelujah, there shall be neither dew or rain these years until, according to my word, clap for Elijah. What the 21st century believer of today is struggling with, Elijah, some 3,000 years ago, was able to tap into that power, tap into that grace of accessing the presence of God and told King Ahab, I stand before this God. Therefore, he had access to God's throne room. Even though he was operating on earth by faith, he had access to God's throne room. So if Elijah had access to God's throne room, how much more us who have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus, we have more access into that throne room. Therefore, don't sit down, mama. Don't sit down, papa, and count your losses. Arise and shine, for your light has come. And today, we are getting into the throne room of God. We stand before his throne of grace. And we shall receive mercy. Hallelujah. Mercy is the bad we deserve, but did not come anyway. Why? Because we had confidence and boldness to access God's throne room. And we have a high priest who understands our status. Hallelujah. He is willing to... To never leave us nor forsake us. By this access, may strength come unto you. By this access, may the trap set against your feet be destroyed. By this access, into God's throne room, before his throne of grace, let every arrow fired at you never arrive at your gate. By this access, let the powers of darkness 
exercising trouble against you, may they fail. By this access, today the sickness shall be free from you. Hallelujah. You are delivered from that sickness. Any demonic agent sent around your life is bound, cut out, and terminated. By this access into God's throne room, we receive grace for strengthening. You were weak in your Christian work, but this morning receive strength in the name of Jesus. What a good place for us to thank God. It's the supernatural hour. Hello, everyone. This is Bishop E.O. Ansa, General Overseer, Kingdom Life Ministry. This is your hour of healing, deliverance, restoration, and breakthrough. Remember, no problem is too large for God's intervention, and no person is too small for God's attention.